0: Richard Mulholland kicked off his career as a rock and roll roadie, operating lights for bands such as Iron Maiden and Def Leppard. From there, he started South Africa's largest presentation firm, Missing Link, and co-founded 21 Tanks, South Africa's first perspective lab. Richard is a highly regarded international speaker. He's written books, spent time on various radio and TV shows, and has also started a YouTube channel that is quickly gaining traction. He's a good friend of mine, and I have him on the show today to chat about what he's currently up to. If he thinks South Africa is a good news story and how he feels about his latest talk getting to millions of views online. Rich, welcome to The Good Things Guy Jackpot.
1: Great <laughs> thanks dude.
0: It's great to have you here. Um, usually when I, when I introduce people, I use their Twitter bios. So yours is a motorbike riding, board game playing, punk rocking, book writing, rope jumping, business starting, microphone abusing, inked, intellectual gentleman. But it says nothing about your roadie past. What is that?
1: Well, because my bio, I realized I hate being a thing, right? So I hate the idea of being a motorcyclist. Like, I'm not a motorcyclist. I happen to ride motorbikes. And I'm not a board gamer. I sometimes play board games. And, I'm not a, and I don't like this idea of these absolutes. And I figure that any given time, I'm a bunch of the things that are, I'm obsessed with the most. So I recently changed kettlebell swinging to jump roping because I realized that I don't swing kettlebells anymore, but I jump a lot of rope. And uh, the idea is that should be a current snapshot of the stuff that's going on in my head. So that's why the bio is there.
0: Right. Um, I actually met you swinging kettlebells. That's how it all goes Indeed. back Indeed. To, yeah. to the day we were gymming together yeah that's, that's crazy that's and then Jim <laughs> <laughs> Jim junkies jocks yeah. what do you call them i was a bus <laughs> <laughs> and then and then the other day i actually tweeted about the fact that you inspired me to change my twitter handle four or five years ago like you knew more about social media than i did and my twitter handle used to be razzle monster and then that that whole thing happened where i sort of landed up on YouTube and you were like, dude, you gotta change your stuff. Like you can't be Razzle Monster. It doesn't work. Um where does this insight come from?
1: Um just lots of years of doing it. Like we were blogging in two thousand and one. We uh hosted the first South African blog awards, we won heaps of them. We like got very involved in blogging early, then Twitter, then social media and things. But I guess the idea is just basically that I mean that there's no social media insight there is you're building something and it's kind of helpful that people know who your name is and they make a connection between uh, this thing, this video they saw online. And I guess the, the truth is you want to make it as easy as possible for people to find you. And I felt that you were making it hard. So Missing Link of One Business, we, we realized, we described, in fact, when you were struggling earlier with 21 tanks and you were saying like a perspective lab?
0: What, what did I say? Per-per-perspective well, perspective lab? perspective
1: lab. Like we wrote that thinking we sounded smart. But if we turned around and said innovation consultancy, it wouldn't be much easier. Because we try to get all fancy with what we did to make it sound cool. But actually, people don't know what to do with that. And I find sometimes we are the worst kept secret or the best kept secret because uh, we make it difficult for people to know where we are. And I felt that as Razzle Monster, you were making it difficult for people to find you. And you just got to make it as easy as possible for people to know who you are.
0: Well, this is the thing. So I tweeted a a couple of weeks ago about this. I was like, I don't know. I don't know what happened. Oh, I landed up in the GQ magazine. and, And people were, tweeting me and instagramming me because my name is bren and they could find me on every single social media platform and i did that little tweet thread where i was like jesus richard Maholland, he taught me how to do this he changed you even changed the handle for me handed it over there was this weird thing going on and from that i got a couple of people that responded going haven't changed my handle in five six years but because of this i'm gonna do it like it makes total sense now which um that's marketing insight for you <laughs> Tip, that's amazing. one of your tips and that that's the thing that you do, right, you are now, I don't want to say opinion or thought leader because those those words are used far too much, thrown all over the place. But you travel around the world um, teaching people about various different things in your talks, right?
1: Yeah. I actually, I try not to be, so I don't use the term thought leader. I've never, somebody once accused me the other day of calling myself a thought leader. I've never referred to myself that way at all. I, I well, the, sure. the reason I said that is because oh, yeah. it's a term. People, people right, are, for sure.
0: you know, who are in the same sort of field throw around that because they want to be thought leaders.
1: Listen, I would love to. There's probably areas. Uh, presentation theory for 21 years. I've uh, helped people develop presentations and I've been obsessed with thinking about better ways of doing it. I mean, I guess to some degree, if there were leaders in thinking in that discipline, I'd like to think that, you know, I was up there to some degree. Uh, but more from a speaking point of view, I want to be a thought provoker. That That's really want to be, or even more to be, I guess, be more aggressive about it, like a thought provocateur. Like I want to provoke people to think about things in a slightly different way. I think people are, uh, I was having, uh, you know, my son Callum well, and I was having a discussion with him the other day. And I'm going to tangent ever so slightly here, but to explain. And he was saying to me, uh, he gets into these debates at school with people around religion and things like this. And he was saying, you know, imagine we went away and we stopped people from being religious in the first place because, and it would stop all wars. And the kind of people that he felt started religion were were different to him. And I said, but, you know, kid, if I put you back in time and dropped you in ancient Egypt, uh, your curious mind would make you, you would probably be one of the guys who came up with religion because we need answers and we had certain amount of data and, and we got there. And I believe the world is divided into two types of people. There are, Everybody wants answers. Everyone wants answers for everything. But there are answer hunters and there are answer gatherers. And some people go out there hunting for answers, and he's an answer hunter. And other people are answer gatherers. And I don't want to do talks that give people answers. I want to do talks that give people questions and force them to hunt for the answers. And that's the thing, is I don't want to lead people in thought. I just want to make people think. And I think that's an important distinction.
0: How long have you been in the speaking gig game?
1: I started speaking when Callum was born, and he's 15. So, uh, I did my first gig after, just so you know, when he was a baby. So, 15 and a bit years. How
0: did that first gig go? Because I can remember the first time I climbed on stage, and it was horrible. I mean, it was a great talk, and the audience was receptive, and but for me, it was just tragic. I was standing on a stage, there were no, no trees or props to hide behind, and it was just me telling a story, and it was scary.
1: Your results may vary. I don't know. I loved it. Eh? I got on, and... I, I had such stupid things. So I was wearing a kilt because I thought that would be my jam. And I did the silly thing where I I decided I was going to carry a toothbrush. When I go back and I think about it, I thought <laughs> I just needed a quirk. And I would put the toothbrush in people's face like a microphone. And I got on stage and I had a lot of gimmick in the first talk. And it was based on uh, Seth Godin's Purple Cow. And I had a lot of gimmick in it. But from the second, I mean, I, I was nervous in that I prepared. So the first talk was great. The first two weeks before a talk was terrible, right? Because I was upset, what am I gonna say, what am I gonna do, I'm gonna be terrible, I'm gonna be this, there's so much self-doubt. Like we did a proper company brainstorm, it was like five or six of us, and I actually came up with this funny game that I wanna play with them in the talk that I ended up doing for years. I mean, I could present it tomorrow, it's still good material, but I was so nervous. But the second, and I've seen your first talk, so I, I think that you're, I think you're remembering selectively The second I hit that stage, and the second I got that first reaction from people, I was like, this is my jam. This is my gig. And and again, I feel like, I think maybe you're remembering the stress, and I'm sure there was stressful moments, but I think you're remembering more the stress of walking onto that stage, rather than how you felt when you were walking around it. Because you were great and you were confident. I, I remember saying to you that it was the single best first talk I've ever seen in my career. Oh, wow. In 21 years of owning a presentation company. Your your natural confidence and enjoyment of the art of public speaking was so apparent uh, that maybe in your back channel, you were still thinking, oh, holy crap, holy crap, holy crap. But I think that, uh, I think you probably loved it as much as I did. Well, now I do. So, yeah. so
0: three years later, and... Um, it's this weird thing so I've, I've got a bit of a ritual uh, before I go onto stage one of the things is something that you told me um, I listen to music that really just revs me up and, and gets me in the mood and then I have these little words that I keep saying over and over and that is um, everyone has an opinion and your story is important uh, and that's you know people are receptive to something that um, that maybe they haven't heard before or something that they can relate to and I don't know if I'm a thought provoker um, as you have been in the industry for, for many years but I do tell stories and i think that um my my sort of category of speaking is a reminder i do this reminder that south africa is not falling apart and that um there are good things happening in the country and i actually can feel the mood of a room change Um, i did a talk recently it was a nation builder thing up in pretoria and and before we walked on stage there was a, a guy <laughs> who gave like gloom and doom and stats and economics and political spheres and i was standing backstage and i just thought this is going to be horrible i'm going to walk out and these people are gonna, it's so sad like the country is not that bad and they had this poll system where you could um sort of jot down multiple questions questions or answers from your cell phone and they'd asked how inspired are you about south africa and 3% were still inspired after his talk. And then I got up on stage and I, and I spoke and I, I told stories about the good things and, and good things that are happening in South Africa. And straight after that was a coffee or, or tea break. And I've never had so many business cards thrown at me in my life. People were just receptive to the talk. <laughs>
1: Well, so I think this is very clear, and I think there's a fundamental difference between what you're doing and motivational speaking. Uh, Motivational speaking is telling somebody that they can be something, be whatever you can be, and blah, 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 and it's amazing, but then you get out into the real world and life bitch slaps you and you're back to normal. I think what's slightly different is that um, you're in the business of filling people's positivity tanks. Now, that is the fuel that we need, right? So people need to keep We have positivity tanks. And as long as that tank is kind of half to full, we're actually able and capable to think about things with the correct lens, the glass half full lens. And what happens is every now and then, the world chips away at us. It's easy to be negative about South Africa in the same way it's easy to be negative about anywhere. Right? Or anything. Or anything. I was in Iceland, and it's my uh, favorite place, like I absolutely love it. But they were saying how they felt unsafe because a woman was murdered the, the year before. And how they're now scared and and again, contextually, this is enough to to put a massive shroud over. And what sometimes we need is because we want to try to stay positive, right? Like, I think for the most part, people do want to to, to be there.
0: Well, that, that's what I've learned. And that's why this show works. That's why Good Things Guy works. For sure. Is because people inherently want to be positive. Um, but you've got to take the horse to the water. There's this right. like...
1: Well, and uh, yeah, exactly. In fact, you got yeah, you got to take the water to the horse, right? Yeah. And that's what you're doing is you're you're going there and you're you're just a gentle reminder to people that, uh, hey guys, I know you're so hungry for this, you're, you're like so thirsty for this, but there's great stuff out there. The problem is the whole world is not geared to sharing that with you. Yeah. Right. Uh, it's it's cooler to be bad and to share the bad stuff. And so what happens? I think you get off the stage and you fill the tank to a place where people want it to be. That's what your show does. That's what your writing does. And it, it, it's an affirmation more than a motivation. You're getting people to reaffirm that the life decision they've made, being here right now, is a good decision. So you're not just making them positive outside Africa. You're making them positive that they've not made the wrong decision, that what they're doing is right. And you're affirming to them that, and that fuel will keep them going a lot longer than straight motivation. You can do it, buddy. Be all you can be. That stuff wears off in seconds. What yeah. you're doing is you're refilling their tank and you're allowing them to drive another thousand miles until they get their next hit.
0: I feel like the interview's turned, which I need to turn it back. This is about you, not me. Um, <laughs>
1: you're a pretty. Tell me what you
0: think about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're you're a pretty. I mean, you Thank leave you. you leave. Yeah, you are pretty. <laughs> you leave affirmations as well. That, I mean, your your talk. That has had millions of downloads. How was that? You woke up in the morning. I I don't even know the story. Did you wake up in the morning and your Facebook was filled with people sharing this thing?
1: No. So, let me give you the story. So, I do this talk. I think nothing of it. Are you on LinkedIn? You're on LinkedIn. I'm
0: LinkedIn. What what was the talk about?
1: So, the talk was, uh, I've run a business for 21 years. And what had happened is I wanted to leave the business. And I wanted to step away. And the problem was, is that I have this theory. There's a quote I heard once, and it says, by a guy called Warren Rustand, and he said, your success is only important when measured against your potential. Now, when the day he told this talk, I ended up, I was at a leadership meeting in D.C. I had to do a talk like an hour and a half later, and it was all part of this much bigger talk. And I started to speak to explain what I'd done with my life, and I started to cry and think that it was, it was a horrible cry. Like, it was terrible. And I realized, and I, I actually want to just... Deviate slightly. I have a problem to a degree with Warren. I've reflected on it a lot with Warren's quote. Uh, one's success is only important when measured against one's potential. And I think I've changed it to be never let your success get in the way of your potential. Because if we, if we spend the rest of our life trying to think, have we achieved everything that you know, we potentially could, we'll die of failure. Elon Musk will be sitting on Mars, smoking a joint, getting a blow job, feeling like a failure because he's not achieved more, right? <laughs> yeah. And uh, like he can't, you can't ever feel that, you, you, no one in the world has ever said, yep, this is it, I have tapped out on potential. So that's not smart. However, sometimes we let our current success get in the way of the potential of what we could achieve. And I felt like I'm sitting with a very comfortable business, it's 20 years old at the time, if I leave, it'll be a risk. If I start this other business, need to speak now, and I go full-time, and I step away from that business, and I was just really, I don't know, I was nervous about the decision.
0: Well, it's, a, it's a big step from going from a comfort zone into right. the unknown.
1: Exactly. And But then I started feeling like, well, if I'm still doing this job 10 years from now, it doesn't matter how much money it's making, I'll feel like a failure in that I didn't try. And I was reminded of the story about my great aunt, and at the same time, Mark Sham asked me to do a suits and sneaker sneakers talk which was obviously a big deal for you as well and and I wanted to say something different so I I wrote this talk to help me make a tough decision for me and it was about the idea of regretting the decisions you don't make I did the talk and uh, it was fantastic I ended up a month later walking in in a Monday morning status meeting I walked into the door and I said guys I'm stepping down Don you're taking over and the only crap thing about that meeting was everyone was like sweet cool I was like, oh, no, Haggle. Haggle with me. Say, no, Rich, stay, stay. We need you. They were like, sweet, rad, good. When? I was like, oh, God, come on, guys. You cut me deep. But anyway, first of September, I was gone. It's been a year now. And anyway, so fast forward, I'd do the talk thing. Nothing of it. It was finished. It was cool. And... I don't know, maybe three months ago, I get this message on LinkedIn. Hi, I'm from this organization. We help promote people's speakers by finding inspirational videos and blah, blah, blah. And it was one of like tons of random meetings you would get online. Yeah. And I was going to ignore it. And it was just something about the tone in which it was written. And the, the person's thumbnail was like a youngish person. I thought, ah.
0: It, d- it didn't feel like a spammy.
1: Well, it kind of did. <laughs> but, but I was willing to, then you know what I, I thought is like, I've got this thing and uh, I'm talking about this kind of, fuck your pride method thinking and you know you can beat my pride but it's this idea that i i sometimes don't want to promote myself because i'm too embarrassed that people think i'm trying to promote myself and i thought this guy's going to ask me for money to appeal to his audience of millions and i thought I Should probably pay that, even if he does. That's advertising, that's yeah. the thing, you know. Why wouldn't you? So, I said, Did you know
0: at the time how big that platform was? I had no idea what it was. So, you just were like, Meh, there I there's a no, thing.
1: I had no idea what Goalcast was. The word Goalcast, yeah. I had never attributed to that yellow writing,
0: which we see all the time. Right, but I'd It's never all over our timelines.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, so the guy says, Please send me your email. So, I said, Cool, I'm interested. He said, Please send me your an email. And up to now, like, I feel like I've got this weird thing that I'm thinking, if I reply with more detail than Yes, I'm interested or things like I show that I'm really in. So I was almost like I was like, basically, at this stage, I'm a guy replying to a Nigerian spammer, but I'm like holding back. So I'm like, OK. And he says, give me your email address. I was like, oh, I was like, OK. And then he send this mail. And now this mail comes through and it's me. Help millions of people do this thing. Appear to 70 million people, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what? And then all he said is all we need from you is the simple answer. Are you interested? And we'll send you. Uh, we'll get ahead of making your video. And my words to him, my reply was, yes, comma, I'm interested. This guy must have thought, <laughs> what a complete knob. I'm offering to put this guy on the map and he's just been like blase. Anyway, I forget about it altogether. It's
0: like, it's like well, it's this, when you go look at a new house and you sort of have to hold back. Right,
1: right, right. And you love the house, you're like, oh my god, oh my god,
0: <laughs> just gotta you just gotta look at the stuff and be like, mm-hmm. So mm-hmm.
1: I completely forget about this because again at this point I don't I have no linking in my head between them being those big viral videos and me. I just thought it was like some guy. Anyway, about probably, I don't know, a month and a half ago now, I get a message and say, Hey, Rich, um, it's Mike here from Goldcast, whatever. He says, um, Just want to show you the edit of your video. And so I'm like, Oh, geez, I forgot about this. So I press play, and then I recognize that yellow animated text, and they've edited it to music. And I was like,
0: And it's the words, and, and it's like, it's and perfectly.
1: Like, oh my God, it's these guys. It's there's, these guys. There's
0: even, because the story speaks about your, your aunt, who's yeah. young, and then she's a bit old, and all the, I think all the, the memories are like black and white, and you yeah, see the yeah. suitcase. And they it's...
1: put all these things in and they put this music. <laughs> but now I realize, oh my goodness, it's these guys. They're like legit. So now I'm like being like, hi, <laughs> Mike, thanks so much. I said, doesn't want to say, Are there any changes? And I said, well, there are a few changes. You you said it was my gran, it was my great aunt, and you told one bit of the story without telling the rest, but it didn't really make sense. So I just sent a few little comments. I don't know what to do. And next thing I got a mail, I said, no problem, Rich. Um, here's you know Susan. She's your editor. Give any changes to her. They'll help you. And everyone was super nice. And then there's another content manager getting involved. So this one, I'm like, cool, 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 Red. And, and I write, and they're making all the changes. And then she sends me, hey, I just want to show you my animation edits. Are you happy with them before I make them? And I was like, yes, this is amazing. And then that all finishes. And then I get excited for about three weeks, but nothing happens. And I'm thinking Did you okay,
0: so now you've put two and two together? Did you think that it would be as big as what it was? Were you hopeful? Were so you my like, goal is yeah.
1: a million. My goal was <laughs> if I can get a million views. And so I was super happy because but then I looked at their platform and they're like they have these daily cast videos, so one a day. And not know, like six hundred and seventy nine thousand, but then you've got like Tim Minchin and you know Gandhi and there's like like seventeen million. Like they did massive things. They don't have Gandhi, but they did massive things. And and I was like, Oh, if I can break a mill, that'd be amazing. That's yeah. a cool number. And um but then they didn't release the video. And I am sitting there thinking, oh this is so Maybe bad. maybe it wasn't good enough. <laughs> maybe it wasn't good enough. that's what I'm thinking now, oh it's not good enough. And I was I wasn't that nice to them in, in original mails and things. And I was just like, Oh and then all of a sudden, so I've got one of these things in my email where when somebody opens mail, if I mail you and you mail me back and, and you open it again three weeks later, I can see you've reopened my mail. And it's quite handy. It just lets me know, you know, Brent's opened that mail again. And then all of a sudden I see that Mark opened the Goldcast mail. I'm like, what? Why is he opening my mail again? Maybe he's remembered. And then I didn't think much of it. And then the next day or that night at like 10 p.m., uh, Rich Mahon is tagged in Goldcast video. And then I was like, Pff. and then I went on there. And it was like 30,000 views. But then you're watching and the number is ticking over like, 40,000 views, 50,000 views. And that was amazing. And then I started off reading all the comments, and some people were like, oh, this is so inspirational. And then other people were like, this guy's a jerk. He doesn't know what to <laughs> like this. And honestly, uh, in that very first evening, I thought, okay, cool. I'm not going to read any of the generic cast internet. I did not. I've not looked at the comments since. Okay,
0: but this is what I learned four years ago, and I said this in in a previous podcast that I did um, with the, uh, Baby Eden's mom. Uh, I don't know if you know the story about Baby Eden, who her, her child got kidnapped by the domestic worker, thirteen um, month old baby, and uh, baby was gone for four days, and um, but she got her baby back, and and during that process. Um, on the the comments where people were searching for their baby, people were were like calling her a bad mother. They were saying the nastiest of things. And the reality with the internet is plain and simple: don't read the comments. Yeah, you just don't read the comments. It's it's too difficult, especially when it's something so personal like a shock, sure. um, to see people bad mouthing something that you've done. So, good choice. Don't 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 ever read the comments.
1: On my own feeds, I was okay because then like like I'd posted it myself. But that's different humans. It's like, well, it's, it's like people, who, they're going to comment to be nice. The one funnier side was, in the talk, in the middle of the sentence, I, we're talking like it's a 45-minute talk. This is a story at minute 30. And in the middle of a sentence, I told her, I said, guys, just, you know, just, I can't remember what I said, but I said, you know, don't regret, just do it now. And then I carried on with the next sentence. But they take this thing and they say, just do it now. And they fade the music out <laughs> and they hashtag this thing up. Well, my staff, they tease me. Because <laughs> now everyone starts hashtag me. Do it do now. It now. <laughs> do it now. And I'm like, oh, for goodness sake. And they're going through this whole thing. And I, my, anytime I do anything with my staff, they'll be like, hashtag do it now. <laughs> I'm like, but it's amazing how they can make something. So they turned What's a editing? random sentence. It's editing. And it's amazing. And they're phenomenal at it. And I really I mean, they, what an amazing business. They. They are your spirit animal. Oh, completely. Completely. They, they have weaponized filling people's motivational, uh, not motivational, their um, the positivity, positivity tank every morning.
0: But, but you've just, you've missed a step. So you, you woke up the next morning. Now you've gone through the night and it had 30,000, 40,000, 50,000 views. When did it reach the million?
1: Uh, when I left work the next day. So it had to get, it kind of hit a whole thing. And it was like a couple of hundred thousand views and things like this. And I remember when I was leaving work.
0: Did you keep check, checking it?
1: Dude, I think I actually wore a blister. In my like <laughs> I want to be, I to be like, go like, oh, no, I don't know what it was. <laughs> I had like dragged uh, uh, the icon into the top of my browser bar so I could just click on it. So I didn't even have to go into Facebook. I just go to the page of the video. That's so funny. Oh, it is. I but know. I would have
0: done the same and so would have anybody else.
1: I guess. And it's weird because you almost start questioning yourself with it. So I, there was a point though where I said to myself you got to stop this is ridiculous because this is this is so uh, so there's two thoughts there the first thought was this is ridiculous this is their marketing and their thing and their system this isn't about you right they've done this i am very happy. I mean, it's at like 6 million views or something. Now.
0: 6.7 million? I checked this morning.
1: Right. thank you. And uh, So 6.7 million views, that's significant for me. I mean, if you took everything that I've ever said in the world and added it all up together, it's less than 6.7 million views. But you, you you, start realizing, so it was nice that I said something that resonated with people. So weird things that have happened. I got a mail from a lady from Tennessee the other day. And she messaged me and she said to me she'd watched another video. So that's what becomes nice. is I've nice. A bit more audience. Like, I want to grow, I want to be a YouTuber, but it turned out I'm a Facebook video error. Because nobody watches my stuff on, uh, like, I did a video last week and it had, like, say, 4,000 views on Facebook, which for you is like a bad day at the office for me. <laughs>
0: no, but here's, here's the reality Is YouTube, um, I'll be honest with you, we can speak like YouTuber to YouTuber. Yeah. YouTube is not what it was a year ago, or two years ago. Mm-hmm. And the, the video streaming is, um, is being owned by Facebook right now. And, and the fact that people have built up these profiles on YouTube, um, you know, diversifies. So your videos, you're clever. You put it up on YouTube. So if you're on YouTube, people can watch it. If you're on Facebook, you can watch it. And where are majority of South Africans living right now is on Facebook they're on so that's their social media right um on youtube i've met a couple of influencers on the trips that i've done and they built up their the the youtube over a couple of years a couple of years ago and their biggest thing for them was the subscribe button because then then people will get your videos and sort of watch and all of those good things but in south africa people don't subscribe people don 't care unless you 're being political or unless you are um, being controversial those are Those are two big ones that right. people sort of they want to know what 's going on and be relevant. Your stuff is so incredible because it's tips and it 's opinions and it's things that matter, and that also resonates with people one hundred percent but yes you 're a facebook video that's that 's a name now yeah that 's a name now
1: and um Anyway, so, so the, the one nice thing was that this lady mailed me and it was about just a decision she'd made because of something from a video and things like that. And that's pretty rad for me that 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 there's a – because every single week I'm quitting video. I'm like every week it's like, ugh, nobody – there's no traction. And I guess you do want to improve, right? You want to feel like things are getting better and they're not. Like I uh, I think I was as well off on views and things and likes uh, a year ago. However, something has definitely changed. Uh I can't put my finger on it, but like people are randomly reaching out to me. People are talking to me differently. And it's small little things. It's more it's still in the realm of people I know and things. But I definitely feel that the consistency of putting stuff out there and things is changing people's relationship with me in their head. And I realize that I am being giving people something to think about and inspiring some people and things like that. And... Every week I'm quitting, and every week I get one or two little messages from somebody just about, wow, this really resonated with me, or this was so important, or something, and, and it keeps me going. And it's a real lesson for me in perseverance. And that's the main thing. Is The one thing I'm so thankful for is at the very beginning when I was chatting to somebody, they said to me, don't even worry about traction. You don't even get to have the traction conversation until you put 100 a, a videos up there. When you have a hundred videos on the internet of things like this, then you can start worrying about traction because traction requires catalog and you don't have catalog. So there's nothing for people to go back and find your stuff. So with armed with that, there's two things that, that keep me going is that and the fact that I'm getting people like a few people that matter. Uh, I seem to matter to them and that's important. And then the other realization for me in, in this world of video and media, those people, that's their job. For you and I, that's a bit our hobby, right? Yeah. We put content out there, but we have other stuff going on.
0: A million other things. Yeah, well, uh, you've got you, a,
1: an entire business and media company. You yeah, well,
0: and you have four, five, six, no, seven, eight. You the, have no, it, you. <laughs> 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 So ridiculous. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, where was I? Um, so the, the video is done really well. One of the things you said it was about them and, and their media that they were creating. But I think um, you're being modest and you're not realizing that you're – this is not a, a video that got traction because someone fell off a skateboard. Or, you know, you know like those videos that you see or, or the cat did something. This is you doing your job. You were on stage talking. And I think... I don't think, I know that there will be huge traction from that around the world. You're already an international speaker. There will be people booking you because of that 45-seconder that they put up there. It's already had 6.7 million, 6.7 million views. There's a lot of people around the world that would have seen that mm. and, and would have resonated and been like, we need to book that guy.
1: But there's also an intentionality that you have to take about it, right? So I never wanted to be a motivational speaker, and that's quite a motivational talk. Yeah. However… You know, when fate walks up and bitstaps you, you should you should pay attention and so for me now, to create a landing page somewhere that says that's tagged goalcast talk thing speaker," and it says uh, book, the sp- book the talk that was viewed over six million times on goalcast, or for me to write an ebook that says uh, how I wrote the methodology I used to write a talk that got viewed six million times in a week or whatever, like that is something that now I should change my trajectory slightly because of an opportunity. Which is exactly what you did. I mean, you're the king of that. You, you, you decided this thing happened and something happened because of it. And you took this idea of basically this idea of having five minutes of fame. You basically said, it's unacceptable. It's unacceptable for me to, to have my five minutes of fame because you could have or you could have decided, okay, how do I turn this into five years of fame and more? And you, the, the answer was intentionality. And so you said, okay, cool, well, this happened. And as a person who knew you long before, the, the, the thing that was magical about it was when you nothing about what happened to that neck nomination was inconsistent with who you are, right? You just did you and it happened. So you then decided, okay, well, before doing me was a hobby. Now doing me is an identity in a business. And then you went with that. Most people, the mistake they make is they get their one little moment and then they decide, they don't change because of it. And I've decided, well, this thing has happened now and I have to become more intentional and I have to try and sell this talk. And if I didn't want to be that guy before, well, I am now. And I've got to, you know, again, stop letting who I thought I was get in the way of who I need to become. And that's kind of where it's at now. So now I have to look at this and say, well, I've been given this beautiful opportunity by these people. I sent them the nicest thank you letter
0: uh, after them, your your sort of nonchalant. You know, I'm a, yeah, I'm yeah, exactly. Yes, I'm in. Um, yeah, okay. Here's my email.
1: Well, I actually mailed them and I said to them, I know you guys do this every day because by this time I've probably dealt with like five people, you yeah. know, in the mails. And I, I mailed them and I said, I know you guys do this every day, and you know, so 365 days a year, you do this thing, but you need to understand, every time you push publish on that button, you basically you're basically putting a dent in somebody's universe, right? You're basically changing the track, the, the trajectory of somebody's life. That's so it's a, a small little thing. So Don Packett's brother watched that Goldcast video and had met this woman who was in love with her, but he wasn't kind of, and then he decided, that's it. I'm not gonna regret this and proposed. And he said he watched the video, he turned around and he proposed and that was it. So somebody in Goldcast made somebody in, I think, Neisner get married. And the magical ramifications of what these people do. And I just wanted to say to them, I know for you guys it's a job and you wake up and you could be jaded, but every single day you do this. And they're all mailing me back, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. It was amazing. Let me tell you the kind of, because I feel like I'm being too nice. Let me tell you the douchebaggy rad thing that happened out of this is that. um, one of my friends or my business partner, my one business, was in the lift with another South African speaker and he was on the phone to somebody said, No, this is unacceptable. We need to get my videos to Goldcast. <laughs> <laughs> I <was> like, yes. <laughs> I try not to let any kind of the, the term of competition. But it is funny. It is funny. Oh, it, is funny. it was so nice. Like, yes. That's super uh, funny. They mailed me, buddy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, One thing that I can take about everything that we've spoken about, uh, your thank you email to to them and sort of your videos and stuff. I watch your videos and I never comment. So and I think that's the majority. Please do. <laughs> well, Maybe the,
1: just occasionally share one. Well, here's here's why did the why did my why did the Goldcast video not go out on good things, Guy? Surely that's that It's good go, news? it's
0: going out now after this, after this podcast. <laughs> it'll go out with the podcast. Flashing <laughs> um, a little bit. <laughs> I, a lot. Well, here's here's the thing, right? So I've I've learned to social media playing in that space that um, that if you you interact, you comment, you like, you share, the algorithms change on a video, on a post, whatever it is. Um, but, but the majority of us use social media to be voyeurs. We're not really interacting. We just sort of watch and go and do. And maybe that's my lesson for today is I need to change it. I'm going to go stalk all your videos now. <laughs> I'm going to comment on all of them. I'm going to share them. Today's going to be a, a bad day for
1: you. You know what I ask you to do? Uh, the only thing I would say, and I guess, and I'll return the favor, is comment when you have one right, if I've said something enough to make you think, yeah, comment on that. The idea of like, it is nice when some people log on every day and say great video, thank you, things like that, and I, I, I absolutely, I mean, they, they have no idea how much I appreciate it. But I'm just saying to you specifically is, imagine you turn around and said, because I think you do have influence, you, you basically are an algorithm hacker for somebody like me, if somebody of influence came to them. But then imagine you turn around every day, you say, I'm, I've, got, I've given myself three big ups that I wanna give today. And every now and then, I will feel great when I earn your daily big up, right? Like if you turn around and just become intentional about saying, hmm, three times today, I want to stop being a voyeur and I want to step out. Sure. And do that. And just think about it and think, okay, cool. I want to give this one this today. And I want to give that one that today. You're doing a real solid to people. And the key is the scarcity. If you comment on every video and like every video, I mean, it's nice. But then I know that it's it's because you're a nice guy and we're mates and you do it. But if every now and then you turn around and say that, and then... Every 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 now and then you think this is good enough to share, then that then that matters. And I know I swear and I do things and stuff. And I guess there'd be tricks where it's kind of off-brand for you. And I one not only do I understand that I completely buy into that uh, thinking, but uh, that and that's not just for me. I'm saying for everybody. No, I
0: get I get you, and I think it's a really good uh, good mantra to have. One thing I want to ask because we we totally are going. Well, do we have time? This is Internet Radio. We can yeah. carry on for days. Um, leader speak. What is it about?
1: So, LeaderSpeak is like Netflix for pre-created presentation decks. It started with the premise that we realized that we keep on getting hired at Missing Link to remake presentations for people. But once we we come up with this bank of cool stories, or people come to us and say, "I read this business book and I want to present some of these core principles from good to great to my team," and then I realized that we keep on remaking these things, but they're there and they're content. And it one of so there's a few things. So thing number one. Uh, 90% of all business problems are universal. doesn't matter if you run a mine or a digital agency. You're dealing with staff issues and people and motivation and culture and things and all, all of these things, right? The second thing was that uh, we're all drawing inspiration from the same sources. So everybody's reading Simon Sinek and starting with why or whatever. And we're all drawing that there. And I thought, well, what if I can weaponize that? So imagine we go and we read a book and we create content – well, and then the third insight was, and this is something I held true, and you started off talking about me, or when we were kind of chatting before about uh, writing presentations, is I fundamentally realized I'm not, if you call yourself a good speaker, this is why you miss the trick. Is it's not that you're a good speaker, anyone can speak. You've got to be a good writer of talks. Right, Authoring a talk is more important than delivering a talk And the way you know this is true Is all of us and everybody listening Has been in a talk where there was a person there Who wasn't great They weren't running across the stage You could see they were emotional But you were hanging on to every word And and they sat there and they held their notes And they'd clearly taken They were so nervous They'd clearly taken time to write their story out And yet you were enthralled And the reason was that they took time to write something and then you've seen these other guys who are naturally entertaining and they get onto a stage and they stand and they deliver and they're amazing and they show up and they throw up and everything is fantastic, but they're just not great. And they didn't move the needle. And to me, the theory is that you write a great talk before you deliver it. So armed with these three thoughts, we created Leader Speak, and to solve a specific problem. And the problem was this, is I realized for me that the difference between being a leader and a manager was my ability to communicate. When I just stood up there and I stood on a Monday morning and managed How many sales did we make? What's happening with this job? I lost my ability to lead. But when I stood up and shared something from my brain or a book that I'd read, I was leading again, and I could see the difference. So what we did is we created a portal where people will log in and they'll say, sure, I want to change the way that my team thinks about this topic, might be culture or being remarkable or different or anything, uh, a competitive advantage. And then they run and they open up the talk and they watch the tutorial video, which takes about five to 10 minutes. And I guarantee you within an hour of practice, the next day they will stand up and we've made these fully created decks and everything's amazing and they'll deliver the talk as if it was their own and it is their own because it's their delivery and so we have written and packaged perfectly talks designed to move the needle of teams by managers and leaders and they can just access that and deliver it it does not that concept does not exist on the planet i think it's going to be the most significant thing i've done with my life
0: to date. lies you've done many significant things so significant well no i don't believe that because um just having you on the show i've known you for a number of years and and i'm hooked on every word you're saying so and you're passionate about what you do and and you don't call yourself a thought leader yet you are and and you're a provoker and you don't even call yourself motivational but you are so to own that um, if people want to get hold of you if they want to follow your your Facebook videos or your YouTube or whatever, do they just search for Richard Mulholland?
1: Um, the, probably the easiest entry point is um, uh, if you go to Twitter uh, and you go to at Rich Mulholland M-U-L-H-O-L-L-A-N-D uh, there's a link in that thing to a service called Linktree which I highly recommend everybody looks out and when, anytime you can only place one link there's a little thing that says Linktree, and in your profile you can put one link, and what it does is it creates a microsite with all the other important links to everything. So, so yeah, so link- what? <laughs> Where's this been? So, so yeah, so if you go to my Twitter handle. And you click on that. In that little name, there's link.tree or whatever, linktree.ee or something, dot forward slash Rich Mulholland. And it opens a little micro page and it says, here's a link to my newsletter, which I'd love you to subscribe to. Or here's a link to my Facebook, where my videos go, or YouTube or whatever you prefer, and thoughts about all different things. And again, you will notice the cheesy. Here's a link to my video on Goldcast that had more than 5 million views. Because again, don't let fate go unanswered.
0: And I I love it. We're going to end there. Um, I think I'm going to go back while editing this and I'm going to try to pick up how many tips you've left us with because I'm counting about 13 right now. So
1: I only want to think because it's a blog post I'm writing right now and it's my parting thought and it's probably too late to say it now. But my parting thought and maybe on edit, you can drop this in the beginning, is don't make notes, make actions. Right? Like, like, you've got to just, there's no point learning anything or thinking anything. The only thing that matters is if you write down three or four actions or something to do.
0: That's been my mantra for four years. I'm not even joking. It's all about action and being intentional. Um, that's the only way we make a difference. There are seven billion people on the planet. And at any given point, there are, I don't know, seven million people thinking exactly the same thought as you. And out of those seven million, there's only 10 that will try and one that will succeed. And it's all about action.
1: And that's been you. So well done.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, this is this week's uh, Good Things Guy Jackpot. Uh, if you want more, you know where to go. You know where to get us. Um, that's it. I'm Brent Lindeke, South Africa's very own Good Things Guy. And you've been listening to Good Things Guy, a Jackpot podcast. For more episodes or to subscribe, rate or review my podcast, go to iTunes, iOna FM or Google Podcasts. Be kinder than necessary to yourself and each other. Thanks and only good things.